Welcome to the podcast, To Be Single or Not To Be, in our new three-part R&B Diva series. This is a series where we take the songs of different R&B divas and talk about the various topics based on the song title of our choice. Our first R&B diva for this installation is one of my faves, the one and only Toni Braxton, and her song, Just Be A Man About It. So stay tuned, and again, welcome to the podcast, To Be Single or Not To Be. Let's get into it. Today's topic is just be a man about it. Accountability, ownership, and submission in relationships. And I really think that Tony said it best. Why you got a lot of me? Just be a man about it. You know, what we need is for men to step up and act like men and be the emotionally mature and responsible adults that they signed up to be when entering relationships with us. I really feel that, you know, being emotionally mature and responsible are areas that you have to have a very high awareness of and have to be willing to constantly work in to have a successful relationship. Because if you know that you're a person that doesn't like being called on your stuff, doesn't like to be held accountable for your actions or to take ownership when you do something wrong, then you really shouldn't be entering a relationship because they are not for you. You know, it's really not fair to the person you involve in your foolishness, even if they decide to get into an entanglement with you. It's not okay for any adult to really walk this earth and think that they are not to be held accountable for their actions, period. Now, submission, that's a whole other story and one that I think will be a hot topic until the end of time, probably. So we'll just get into that one a little bit later. But for now, I had to bring in some guests that I felt could handle the heat with a topic like this one. And I want to introduce to you somebody who's been on the podcast before, Miss Danielle. Oh, hey, y'all. <laughs> and we have a first-time guest, Miss Kirsten. Hey, hey, hey. All right. So we're just going to dive right in. So, ladies, what does accountability and ownership look like for you in a relationship? I'd say accountability and ownership is super critical in relationships. You know, it's not the you show anymore. You know, you have two people that are hopefully with a common goal of being partnered and whether that results in, you know, to a marriage or a lifelong partnership, whatever they choose, but just know that it's not you anymore. So it is important to be sensitive to the needs of others and know that like, you're not in it alone. So both parties are at stake. So whether you guys are winning or you're losing, both people are affected by those wins and losses. And it's a team effort. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I think for me, when I hear accountability and ownership, I also hear the word partnership. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for me, in being partnered, um, whatever together we're supposed to be so much better right and in order for there to be an effective partnership then we both have to be aware of the areas that are a challenge for us but and also aware of the things that we are good at and be woman enough and man enough to be like I suck at this Mm -hmm. and be like yeah and I'm also great at this and so in being partnered whatever that situation is it should make you better and so, mm-hmm. um, never forget, friends, Lila, Soror, Erica told me that 
marriage is a mirror and it will show you some good things about yourself and it mm-hmm. also show you some pretty shitty things about yourself too and right. so how you act upon those pretty shitty things to me is like acting out it's like accountability in action so yeah. now I know about this so now let me do A but it's one thing to be like yeah I know I suck at this and then you just rest on like but this yeah, you is like, who the fuck I am you're like, this yeah, like I suck at this shit I, I ain't worried about like this. Yeah. So I'm just gonna sit in that. Yeah. Yeah. They say when yeah. you sit in what did Jennifer Lewis say? Sometimes when you shit in sitting your shit so long it stops smelling like shit. So okay. You know, oh, okay. <laughs> and I think that I agree with both of your points because when it comes to accountability and ownership, you really have to recognize that you have to take into account an entire other human, an entire other Ooh. person's being. You know, everything that you do, there are gonna be consequences, there's gonna be, you know, cause and effect. And the cause of the things you do could affect the other person. So it's super important that you recognize those things, that it is a partnership. It is thinking, you know, to becoming one. It is recognizing that, you know, I'm not out here just living life by myself. I can't just be reckless. I can't just do certain things because mm-hmm. I have a whole other person that I signed up to do this thing with, whether it's before or after marriage, whatever the case may be. If we have a commitment to one another, immediately upon at that point we both are held accountable for our actions and we both have to own what it is we do and another thing I think we have to look at is that it's different levels to it you can't just go into it and say okay you can hold me accountable and that's that or you know I take ownership for this and that's that but I think that you know the first step step is what we just talked about recognizing that it's not just about you but I think the next step you have to dive deeper into it to recognize that for every action that you take, there's a choice and a possible consequence. And, you know, if you decide to do foolish things, if I decide to hold you accountable for those things, you cannot be upset about that. Right. Absolutely. And, and I think that's- I think that comes with maturity, too, mm-hmm. though. That emotional oh, yeah. maturity. Yeah, emotional maturity, because if you're dealing with someone and obviously we're women, but in a relationship with a man. If I know that you are not self-aware, that you are not self-disciplined, mm-hmm. that you don't recognize that you need to be accountable to this relationship, you're not going to hold me in high regard. Not at all. You know? Because and likely you're not holding yourself in high regard and holding yourself accountable in other areas of your life. Agreed. So that's right. something that is super critical. I think as women, we have to be mindful of too, is like, okay, looking past the facade, How's he operating in his day-to-day life? And is he accountable? Does he hold himself accountable? Because he's not holding himself accountable to me if he's not doing the same for himself. Yeah, because I'm no different. If he's not holding himself accountable at work, who am I? And even less, because he get a check there. Yeah, right. (laughs) He gets paid And I want want you to hold me accountable in return. You know what I'm saying? Because like... Jill Scott said the best. You can't tell me what to do if you can't tell me what to do. Yes. <laughs> you can't tell you what to do. You can't tell me what to do. So there is a I don't want no yes man. I don't want no man that's gonna nod and agree to everything I say. I might say, babe, let's go fuck up a chick, you know, but that might not be what we need to do as a human. You What's know, best? I might need yeah, I I need some discipline in that area. I may need to, a man to say, nah. That ain't no. it ain't going down like that. Here's yeah, how exactly. we're gonna work with it. So I want you to hold me accountable too. I agree. And I think it goes back to that list we talked about in the last episode. You know, when you go into a relationship, what expectations have you created in the relationship? Or what have you failed to create? Because mm-hmm. if you talk about, you know, having the ability to recognize a set of expectations or understanding or the commitment to what we created, even if we don't end up going in the direction that we always are supposed to go to, accountability demands 
that we maintain an awareness of those expectations. And furthermore, yes, you know, accountability depends. It depends upon our capacity to clarify what it is that we want from the beginning. And, mm. you know, it's a constantly work on repairing those understandings if they are, you know, misconstrued or not met. Or if you do go and fuck up a check, that I got to be able to pull <laughs> yeah. you back in. <laughs> like, yeah. Wait a damn minute, you know. Somebody so, has to be the voice of reason. At all times. Yeah. And you have to know if you're dealing with a sound person and we'll keep saying that word emotionally mature person, because if you're somebody who you don't have balance, you're kind of all over the place, you can't communicate, you get upset when something goes wrong, then what are we going to do when we get in a pickle? You know? Oh, cool. I don't want to always be the one that gets us out of that pickle. So I need to be able to obviously, yes, want to hold myself accountable, but I need you to say, hey, hey, hey. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, pull it and on that in. you have you have your partner's best interest in mind, and that for me, I can trust that my partner does the same yeah. because I do think that with account a bit, oh, excuse me, accountability and ownership, it can't be one sided. You can't be the only one pulling the weight. Not at all, because oh, that no. turns into controlling, and yep. that's a whole nother situation. So you know, how do you balance that? How do you balance holding your partner accountable over versus controlling them? I think it's about being honest and upfront about your changing expectations. You mm. know what I'm saying? Say that because again. Changing your changing expectations. Like this is a fluid document. Like you're going through life. Like all this shit is fluid. Yeah. It could change. One next next week, I could feel very differently about this situation. But I need to communicate that to my partner and not just assume that he, he is rain man mind reader <laughs> and he knows that you know okay cool at first i was cool with you saying now to 4 a.m in the morning but guess what i ain't cool with it no more right and then i'm just salty for no reason so yeah. i think it's like communicating that you know what what those what you need and what sometimes you need? we struggle with that because we struggle with like I don't want to be the nagging nagging ass bitch ass wife or mm-hmm. nagging girlfriend or I don't want to bring it up because he'll never marry me if I bring it up. No, say that shit because if it's a it's an issue in year one, it's for damn sure gonna be an issue in year twenty. Yeah, if y'all make it that far, so yep, you absolutely have to do that. And I think that if you are with a person that if I started out and I was crazy enough to say it's cool to come in at four a.m. and then I decide that yeah. you know I don't like that shit and you have to come in, I would like for you to be here at one a.m. You need to understand that my wants and needs have changed and that the immature man to say, well, you ain't have a problem with it before. Well, yeah, I have a problem with it. I have a problem with it now. So I think that's where you have to draw. It's, it's a line that you have to draw because you have to make make sure that you both understand that the needs and wants are going to change, like you said. And I think that accountability also becomes challenging because of the emotional demands that it places on us the Hmm. emotional demands that it places on women and men and men who sometimes may struggle with those emotions it may not come out the right way like you just said my asking for something then turns into my nagging for something when I'm just asking you or complaining I think also too like women when we are vocal about those needs Mm -hmm. that's where I feel like too if a man says oh well you nagging me Mm-hmm. That person is not emotionally mature. You right. know, you want to use that to either a live in that state of it's about me, not about mm-hmm. us, 
or two, some men manipulate to use yeah. that. Oh, yeah. Just be clear. <laughs> you know, I have experienced that, you know, where someone would say, my ex had said, you know, oh, well, you know, you're nagging. Well, no, you're doing the same shit. Right. And so <laughs> that's the accountability that, but you can't, I had to realize when we talk about accountability versus control, I can't control this situation that a man is going to do what he is going to do. It is up to me to decide if he's not holding himself accountable. Mm-hmm. I can't hold him accountable for it. I can choose how I want to continue to participate, right. but I cannot make him do. And I, yeah, control control doesn't work. It doesn't. And, and you should never win. You shouldn't want it. I want to be in a relationship that is authentic, that is genuine, and based on our partnership, that we're both moving in the right direction. You can't, child, you can't hold and carry. You can't no. carry the weight. And they're not a baby, and you shouldn't have to. And that's what okay. it comes down to. You know, you're not a child. I'm not going to treat you as such. You know, I think that if we've made a decision to sign up to do this thing, whatever it is, the commitment or marriage together, you have to understand that there is a line between accountability and controlling. And just because you are not mature and you want to call every time I ask you to take out the trash that I'm trying to control you. No, I'm trying to hold us accountable to make sure that our trash is picked up on Friday night as mature adults should, you know, and that's a very basic um, example, Mm -hmm. but it's a very Mm -hmm. clear example of what it means to go into a situation where you have to hold your partner accountable versus controlling them. But I also think that we have to be able to know what we can reasonably expect of one another and what they can expect of us and be able to go back to clarifying those things and making sure that we have our list, we have our boundaries, we have our expectations and that those things are communicated on a consistent and constant basis. Absolutely. And when we talk about expectations, I think if they're not, it's very hard to incorporate now, like three years down the line, what you expect out of a person right. that has been doing the same thing day one. Yeah. You know, yeah. if you're not upfront with communicating those needs early, it makes it very, very hard to say now, okay, this is the new me. Yeah. Because in that case, one person, it, and I might have been cool with it, like you said, Danielle, but day three, year yeah. three is not year yeah. one. And it's we got to move forward with it. Yeah, year three, this dog ain't gonna hunt. No, not at all. <laughs> we need to come up, come up with something different. But it all boils down to respect. I think when people really think about it, it's about what do I need from my partner to feel like I'm respected and valued. Mm-hmm. I need for you to, when I ask you to do A, B, and C, I need blah blah blah, and being okay with saying it and not feeling like oh if I say it then he may not marry me or. Yeah. He may think I'm nagging or no, you gotta say it because if it's a problem, ooh, if it's a problem in year one, sis. Yeah. My it's God on today. <laughs> my mighty look, our father in heaven is gonna be a problem okay. down the road. You should not be, you know, you and always I'm gonna always say this, you do things out of love or out of fear. And you should never be afraid hmm. to communicate with your partner out of fear of their reaction. That's a problem in itself. Yeah, okay. If you are afraid to say something to your partner, and I've sat in that seat, unfortunately, where it wasn't a fear like I was scared of what he was going to do, but I was afraid of how he was going to react, what Me he was too. going to say, if he was Guilty. going to leave, if I was going to be alone, when, you know, in reality, that was the best thing where he should have been gone, you know, right. long before it got to oh, the point okay. I couldn't communicate. Yeah. Because, if know, we're at that stage, then, then things have already gone awry. They have. 
And, you know, yeah. that's how ultimately, you know, how, how do you think we wind up in situations where one partner is carrying more of the load in these areas than others? Not being true to ourselves and not being um, unapologetic about the things that we need to be happy. And I've done that in a long-term relationship. And it it didn't turn out well because not I cheated all. myself out of things that I knew that were important to me. Mm-hmm. And so... um it just didn't work. It, it just, it just didn't work out because there were things that I talked myself out of <laughs> that I knew <laughs> that I needed or, or things that I saw, but I, I ignored. And so I think that starts with like not being accountable to yourself yeah, and not being, you know, mature enough or accepting like it is what it is. Mm-hmm. And I need to cut my losses now and walk away. Yeah. And instead, what do we do? We try to play it out. Oh, maybe Absolutely. one day. And my thing was, I want to be the cool girlfriend. Like, you can go away for a weekend and not call me. Or yeah, you can have yeah. another woman sleep over at your house and I'm not there and I ain't never met this one. Yeah. Um, you, can, you can stay out all night. You can, you know, you can do this. You can. I, I won't say anything because guess what? I'm the cool girlfriend. Yeah, the stupid girlfriend. Yeah. The stupid yeah. one. You sure right? <laughs> but you know what I think that is, Danielle? Obviously, we always, we all take our lumps. But dating in our 30s looks totally different than dating in our 20s. Absolutely. And our 20-year-old selves were down for a lot of shit that our 30-year-old yeah. selves are like, oh, oh hell no. No. You know? And it's one of those things where, like, yes, when you know better, you do better. But one of my things that I say now is, like, you know, I'm going to unapologetically show up in every room that I enter. Yeah. That's not because if I can't, and, and when you start dating and you're in that intro phase of relationship, like, let, I'm not going to fool you. I wear a bonnet at night. I'm not, <laughs> like, there's certain things that just, I'm, I'm not going to have that because yeah. I still be out here probably trying, well, I would say earlier, I would try not to wear a bonnet, but at this point, if a man's staying at my house, we probably engaged, so carry Girl, on. hell no. I'm like, <laughs> I'm coming just as I am. I don't want to fake or fraud. Again, accountability. I'm going to be accountable to myself. I'm going to show you who I am mm-hmm. because okay. I, I want your true self to come through. I don't want the representative. Yeah. And that's the ownership that we take when we say, here are the here's who I am. Here are the things that I need. And I love that that goes into the topic of what we're talking about with expectations, accountability, and ownership. Like, here it is. Yeah. And so being vocal about those needs. Yes, it's so true. Like Danielle just said about we don't haven't been we haven't held ourselves accountable. So how can mm. we hold somebody else accountable? And then unapologetically showing up in every single room. And I think that is so profound because we show up in work. We show up in class. If you're a student, we show up in our homes with our friends. But sometimes when it comes to relationships, why do we shrink? Why do you think, why do we do that? And that's the one place where you should be able to be exactly who you are. You know what I'm right. saying? Because we got a mask on all day. I got to be this person. I got to do this. And so when I'm with my partner and my husband, like, I want to be Danny. Yeah. Like, I, I want to be, I want to cuss. I want to drink dog liquor. Yeah. I want to smoke hookah. <laughs> I want to do all the things that bring me pure joy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I don't want to be sipping tea with my pinky up that's me in another setting you know what i'm saying like i want to put this bunny on and i want to listen to trap music and like i need him to get that yeah. you know what i'm saying and so ain't no need of trying to hide it and mask it because eventually whatever your real you is gonna come out anyway and he's yeah. gonna be like there she is or he's gonna be like there she is <laughs> oh banky bitch <laughs> oh, I 
hard as well. Like if, if you like to cuss and cuss, show up cussing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Leave it to it. But yeah. let me be you. But I think it's just all this like let me let me be who I who I think he wants me to be. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Let me yeah. be who I think th- what I think he needs. And honey, you could be um being so many people, honey, you may not never be what this Negro needs. So you yeah. might as well show up as your authentic self, honey, and roll the dice. Yeah, yeah. I absolutely agree with that word. Absolutely. And I think because if if you show up other than anybody else, it's not gonna work anyway. It's not no, gonna, at all. It's not gonna last. It's not, and then you know that's when you wind up in these situations where you are carrying more of a load of somebody else because you haven't been true to who you are. You haven't asked for what you wanted, and you haven't required much of that person because you've been too busy being a fraud yourself. You know, right? You don't even know who he is because you're too busy putting on airs trying to pretend to be something that you ain't. Yeah. So you might as well show up so you can so you can get to know the real him. Right. Like if this if this is me and this is really him, is this going to work? Like, you yeah. don't even know who you date because you too busy trying to fake the phone. Yeah. Absolutely. And right now, it's, in this day and age, it's, it's really, it's just not necessary. You and know I, what it is. No, no, and I want to make an argument. I think women still think that it is. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. you do have to, because there are so many social pressures mm. of like, this is what men want. Yeah. Um, you get on Instagram, you see so many images or social social media. Like there's yeah. so many images of like this is what men want. It's the right. Kim Kardashian prototype. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You gotta have this. You gotta have that. And so it's so many messages about what men want. If you're not securing yourself, you will end up being seven different versions of you. You're right. Yeah. You're right. And I'll say something else too, Danielle. We talk about social images and you hear this whole like pick me, pick me, the pick me girl. Mm-hmm. You know, no, I want you, if you're going to pick me, you're going to pick me because this is who I am. I'm not going to fake. I'm not going to fraud right. you. Yeah. But I'm also realizing that I have boundaries, I have borders, I have standards. So I'm not just going to do whatever you want me to do because the next woman will. Well, obviously, this ain't the relationship for you. Play. Yeah, I'm, I'm the I'm the leave me alone if girl. That's me. <laughs> leave me alone if you're not willing to come to the table. Yeah. <laughs> leave me alone if. Yeah. That's me. Like, no, nah, don't pick me, sis. Leave me alone. Let me sit on the bench. Leave me alone. Yeah, I don't want to be a game coach. Yeah. What do do you guys think? I think that was a really great uh, point as far as you know how we have so many social images and so much in society that tries to make us think that we should be a certain way, look a certain way, act a certain way. What do we have to do as women to get away from that and be our authentic selves? What do we have to? What work has to be put in for that to happen? I think individually doing your own work before you choose to be partnered, Mm -hmm. being clear about what you want in a relationship. I know we talk about lists all the time, and I think there's nothing wrong with having one. And you can have clear, set decisions about, okay, he meets some of these things, but he doesn't meet all of these things. I'm not going to trick myself into getting into a relationship because someone is just interested in me. If I'm not full throttle feeling it, that's somebody I'm probably not going to be accountable to. Right. It's probably not someone that's going to go the distance. We're going to have hot eats and cool treats like Gary Queen, and I'm going to enjoy myself and go home. <laughs> right, you know? right. But at the end of the day, like, I think there is some real personal work that goes into deciding whether or not you're even ready for a relationship. That's so you know, I think that's all the pre-stuff. You know, before we get to the accountability and the ownership of us actually being together, like, do I even want to be in a relationship? Do I want to share space with someone? Do I want to allow this person into 
you know, my life in that way. And I think when, because obviously what you value, you protect and you show care over. And I mm. think that is something that we, like people are, we're dating. We're dating to date. Yeah. Are we dating with purpose? And I think when you deal with an emotionally mature man and you are dealing with someone with purpose, when you slide those lists across the table, because it's not that I just have one, you know, I have that question for him. What are your standards? What are your desires? What do you see for your future? Wow. You know, those are things that should go both ways. So when we are in a relationship and we have these conversations about accountability and ownership, that is, it's all, you know, not a surprise. Like, mm-hmm because we chose to be here so we're not gonna shit on this like let's build yeah what do you think sams what do you think as far as what women what we have to do to move away from trying to be what society is telling us we need to be in order to do that self-work that kirsten is talking about to be able to show up as our whole selves in a relationship i think um being true to who you are and what you want like what you want and what's important to you like i cannot if if there's anything I I learned in that last debacle phase of my life, <laughs> it was woo. It was to be upfront and honest about what I need to be happy in a relationship, and if I can't get it, being mature enough and accountable enough to walk away, no matter how much time I've invested, no matter what, no matter you know, so this is so much time. I'm gonna leave him. He gonna go be happy with somebody else. That's great, sis. Yeah. You know why you might just be making room for the person who needs to show up in your life. So, so yes. whatever. So these and then these lists. I want to talk about that. Yeah. So sometimes women be asking for stuff that they don't bring to the table. Yeah. Like if you ain't making six figures, why do you God bless bless me with a husband yeah. that make a hundred million dollars a year? Sis, what do you bring to the table, honey? You you ain't even got no plastic straw to drink out of the cup with. And you want him to come to the table with a whole seven course meal? What yeah. do you bring? I yeah. want him to have a nine hundred credit score. What? And what you do you got? 400. I want him. To, yeah, I don't want him to have yeah. no kids. If you got thirteen with six baby daddies, like yeah. you can't ask for something that you're not. I want him to be emotionally stable and mature. And but you, you crazy? You know, like no, yeah, but you crazy as hell. Like yeah. so, they have to be real. Mm-hmm. Yeah, be they realistic. Be but, but see, that's about being honest about who you are in areas that you're flawed. Like, yeah. I know, Lord, I need a man that got a little bit more financial sense than me. Thank God he blessed me with that. Because yeah. if I had control of the purse strings, honey, we would be living from pillar to post somewhere. Hey? <laughs> Robin, Peter, so just be honest about areas that you're flawed and that you need help because partnership is supposed to make you stronger in those areas Absolutely. and make you more self-aware Absolutely. in those areas. I think but women have to also be real. We have to Women have to make our own list for ourselves. We talk a lot about lists yeah. and what we desire of, the, of other men. And I'm big on lists for everything. You know, whether it's me planning or whatever, I'm always making a list for something. But I think I've recently, I would say in the past, you know, four or five months, I started to make a list for myself of, you know, what it is about me that I need to work on. And not saying that the list is writing down mm-hmm. all the negative things, but if I know that I need to work on, you know, my self-awareness or I need to work on my... Uh, procrastination or I need to work on better time management skills. These are all things I'm making up people. Um, I think I do pretty good at those. I think I do pretty good at all those things. But I think that we have to, as women, sit down to make a list to say, okay, what within myself do I need to work on? 
and you oh, know, yeah. mental, physical, spiritual, emotional, whatever that is. Do I need to go to therapy and heal from things? Do I need to make sure that I am completely over my ex or any of my previous partners before I try to partner with somebody else? Why do I want a partner, you know, other than to say, I want somebody to move in to go half on the bills? You know, I don't know. Or I or want validate. to, you know, yeah. I just want a relationship because society so is saying right now that's what we do. So Hashtag I, relationship you know, What'd you say? That's a hashtag relationship goals. Exactly. Everybody wants to be seen. Yeah, wants to be seen with a partner thinking that, you know, that's 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 life and that's it. And I think it's great if you're able to share life with someone, whether it be a commitment or a marriage, that is a beautiful thing. I don't take anything away from that. However, I think that sometimes we have to take, take a step back. And if we're in the lane where I would say, Kirsten, where you and I are, you know, single as a Pringle right now, you have to sometimes, <laughs> yes, I am. You, have, you know, single as a dollar bill, you have to celebrate that singleness. Look at that. It's nothing yeah. wrong with that because at some point everybody was that and mm-hmm. yeah. do your work, prepare, do your work for when you're ready, when your partner comes along, you know exactly what you're looking for. And then you bring your whole self to the table. And I think until women are able to do that and really take a look in the mirror, like you talked about earlier, Danielle, that they are forever going to be caught up in situations where they're trying to figure out what am I doing? And being married is not a like badge of honor or validation. Like, yes, it's beautiful. Mm -hmm. Yes, I love having somebody to come home to that totally gets me most days. And I totally get him (laughs) most days. That's, that's, but it's not like a, okay, phew, now I'm married. The work is done. No, no, the work begins because it's easy to get into this, but it's much harder to stay in, to stay in it. So it's not, I, I wish women would see it as like, oh, I'm married now. Oh, I'm validated now that I'm married. Somebody wants me. Yeah. Big whoopsies. Big whoop. <laughs> yeah. And I will also say, to speak on what Shana just mentioned about doing your own work. I mean, for most of the people who intimately know me know that I was in a relationship for almost a decade. Mm-hmm. And- Ooh, speak on it. Speak on it full of ups and downs and it was when you talk about self-accountability when I know that that person was no longer holding themselves accountable to our relationship so I I stayed in it much longer than I needed to but thank God for the revelation right you know and you know it was a process to come out of that to untangle yourself from it of course you know, and so I think that most women, I don't want to say most women because I don't want to put that on women, but a lot of women do say, oh, okay, well, you know, it was like six months. I'm just going to go ahead and see what's out here. I have to say, I really took some real time with myself mm-hmm. to just heal and then also figure out like, okay, what do you actually want? Because it's brand know, new for you. You have spent so much yeah, time with one person. My whole 20s was one person. You know, and thankfully nothing, you know, no marriage, no kids, nothing to separate. But, you know, it was coming out of that. And then it's a new dating in my 30s is completely like a new normal. Really? You know, because and I think there's nothing wrong with dating to to date, to find what you like. At all. Don't like. Yeah. People yes. forget that. You don't have to date everybody with the intention to marry them. I get dating with a purpose. You don't want to just be out here with some bum or loser. But you can date just to have a good time with that guy and that be one date and you move on. It is nothing wrong with that. Yes. Yeah. So I think that women just allow yourselves to do the work to when you get into a new relationship or a new situation, come heal, you know, come ready to mm-hmm. get 
self and ready to be accountable and open and things like that. Because I mean, it does take time, but mm-hmm. child, I'm having fun right now. And that's what that's what you should be doing. So okay. tell me guys, do you all think that there is a difference in the role of how a man or a woman should hold each other accountable? Ooh, I I don't. Me I either. Don't. <laughs> I know I say I say accountability is an equal opportunity employer. You know, yeah. <laughs> I think the role the roles are community property. Yeah. Right. If you I don't want think it's different, I think that when people hear accountable um, and then they hear the scary S word, submission, mm. and stop me if I'm going too fast, Shaina. No, you're fine. But I think people feel like they're giving up power. Um, and that's not that's not what it's about. I think no. it's about recognizing, like, I'm not the person that should be leading this effort. That does not mean I don't get to know what's going on in this effort. Right. <laughs> or Why don't you know we have other efforts? Yeah, or I'm not, I don't have any decision making power in the effort, but I don't lead this effort. Yeah. And I'm, I'm mature enough to know, like, that's okay. And men submit to women too. Absolutely. Um, it goes both ways. So it's there are things that it's a two way street. Absolutely. To me on, and I defer to him on because he's just better at some things and, I, and I'm better at some things. And that's, that's the beauty of a relationship. Absolutely. You have another person who is your, correct change in another area yeah um so I, think I think that i think submission i think submission is an outdated term i think that it is. submission is in the bible but i think there's a negative connotation attached to submission when people hear submission it can go both ways you know some people may be okay with the term some are like i'm king kong of the household like denzel in training day and you know <laughs> y'all you're gonna do what i tell you to do some women foolishly, you know, that's how they wind up divorcing on the street because the husband hasn't had to pay the mortgage in the past 10 Ooh. months because you submitted Ooh. so much that you didn't even take care of business. That you ignorant. Yeah, yeah, you, you are ignorant. ignorant to it. So I think that submission, you know, we can use the term, but it's really an outdated term. But you have to, I think, using other terms like defer. Like you said, I may defer yeah. a decision as a husband to my wife or wife to my husband because as someone said on Facebook today I put the question up someone may be a better subject matter expert in some areas than I am and that's okay because it's not taking you know the power away from my husband or wife but it's letting the person who has the best knowledge in this area take the lead I think submission for me I don't see it as I do understand that it has a negative connotation, but I don't see it as a bad thing. I think we both are going to submit or like you said, defer to each other in certain areas. But I also think that it's always come top heavy for the man and it hasn't included the woman. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's where people have that negative connotation. And I'll also say a previous ex, we had a conversation, you know, when talking about submission and it is not a power play. No. At it all. Is not, yeah, at all. It's not, oh, you're holding the keys or you're holding, you know, this. you're driving the car. You know, we're both in this car. You crashed this bitch. We both going. Both right. yeah. <laughs> it comes to submission, you know, we both literally will crash. And being in that seat, how have things really changed with how we looked at submission prior with maybe our parents or grandparents to present day? I would say, you know, it's in back in the day, it was probably more of the man being in control of more finances, um, you know, the woman at home 
tending to the home, taking care of the kids, Mm -hmm. you know, those gender roles, I feel like have been placed from then. Right. From back then. Yeah. And they're outdated with an expectation that they're still going to roll with the times and no, the times have changed. You know, if I'm at work and I'm working a full day and I'm picking up the kids and I'm coming home and I'm cooking dinner and I'm doing all this stuff, you know, Hey, I need some help around here because this house is both maintained. Absolutely. And you have to look at these days, men and women both may go to work. And if you happen to get home before me, uh, you can cook dinner the same way that I have. You know, what you communicated with your partner is the expectation that my wife is always going to cook. Have we even talked about that? You have to set up what you expect in the role. You can't just jump into it and think that things are going to be quote unquote traditional. Right. I think women have a different level of access. There are a lot of different options, you know, not saying that those relationships weren't strong, you know, back in the day. But I think we do have to change with the times. There's a lot more. And and honestly, I'm the type of woman, I'll be honest, I talk back, you know, so (laughs) we got to be clear about some things around here, you know, and it's just a mutual respect, a mutual camaraderie. You know, we are a team and there's no one player of the team that's more important than the other. So if right. I need something from you, I need to be able to vo- vocalize, uh, excuse me, vocalize and verbalize that to you. And you do the same. And we come together and we make decisions together as one. We have a meeting of the and recognizing that there is no task that's more important than the other. You know what I'm saying? Like- yeah. You taking out the trash is just as important as me cooking dinner. Me folding these clothes is just as important as you going to get the oil change. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, whoever does that. So whatever you're doing, it's, it's no more important than, than what I'm doing to make sure our household is running smoothly. Like it, it, it just, it, there's just because you the man and you happen to be doing it. That don't make your shit greater than the stuff that I bring to this life. Like I'm the reason it smells good in here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. <laughs> it's like, right. Like, no task is more important. Like I, I make our house a home. You yeah. Get the oil change. Both of those yeah. things are equally important. And I think that's a really great way of looking at it. That no one's efforts outweigh the other one. I think we right. rely on each other equally. We can't just think that the husband runs everything and you have no voice or any opinion. I think that everything that you just said is a prime example one of the the biggest examples that stands out to me right now is when a woman um sometimes may have to ask her husband to take a back seat for certain things so that she can pursue other things for example right now Mm -hmm. with michelle obama she's on a book tour but for eight years she sat in the white house's first lady and she had to sit take a back seat in some sense with a law degree yeah to what president obama wanted and now she's the face that we're seeing and he's mm-hmm. taking his own backseat to her. So I think that's a really um, present day way to look at how submission has changed that, you know, I would say I would go to say 50 years ago. It's no way that a former president's wife would be out mm-hmm. on a book tour or that a former president's wife even would have ran for president than in Hillary. Okay. So, you know, that shows you the way that times have changed, expectations have changed. And I think that we really just have to take that connotation away from the term submission. It's what you make it. It's all about if you have to defer to the partner um, that has the best knowledge in that area. But I really like the way that you put it, Sims, no matter, no matter whether it's, um, you know, making dinner or taking out the trash, no one's efforts are less important because of it. And I think that right. that leads me to another question. Do you guys think that a woman 
should be submissive, quote unquote. We're going to stick with that word because that's what society goes with now. Do you guys think that a woman should be submissive to a man prior to marriage? Woo! Um, hmm. I've been married for 25 seconds. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, tell us about your experience because Danielle is married. Do you feel like you submitted to your husband prior to you guys getting married, prior to engagement? I think that there were Hmm. We had lots of conversations okay. about what we needed and what we wanted. Like more than any relationship that I've ever been in and my last fiasco, honey, I was in, in that in that turmoil crisis situation longer than me and, da- me and DJ even dated. And so yeah. the in-depth conversations that we had about what we need and our expectations caused me to be like, hmm, I could compromise on that. Mm-hmm. Um, or I could do that. Or, you know, and then maybe be like, hmm, but I need to tell him I need this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. This yeah. Is what I need to be had. I don't know if I say I submitted to him. Mm-hmm. Um, there were things that I deferred to him about. I like that word because he submitted to me. It's like, you give up <laughs> all your power. You just follow me blindly. It's like being on, um, uh, wasn't it uh, bird's nest? Bur- bird box. Bird box. Like being on bur- bird box. You out here like booking oh, yeah. like bird box. Yeah, I can't do that. Um, I think that there were things that I deferred to him about because he just had a different experience that I had, and I and I recognized his leadership in those areas early on. Mm-hmm. But that's also because I was self aware enough to know, like. I'm not good in this area. <laughs> so right. I ask him, you know what I'm saying? Like, and it yeah. wasn't like a Pollyanna, like, oh, help me. I don't, I don't know what I'm doing. It was like, <laughs> bro, teach me how to do or show me or look at my paper. Like he writing his dissertation, like this is what I'm thinking about. So it's just like, I don't know if I submitted to him, but there was, I knew early on what he was looking for. I knew early on the things that he desired what things that I was willing to do. I probably knew that like month three because this Negro talked me to I was blue in the face on my porch in Chattanooga <laughs> about like, what do you think about this? And what do you think about that? And what do you think, you know, and what about this? And this is what I need. And yeah, so I don't know if I submitted to him. I think that But you definitely that, feel like you you bounced things off of him. You communicated Oh, yeah, him. absolutely. You talked about absolutely. what you wanted. Danielle, I think based on what you're saying, the the common denominator there was there was an established basis of trust mm-hmm. and there was established basis of friendship. I think with submission, yeah. for me, you know, you think about, okay, my spouse, my partner, my husband, whomever, you know, if that relationship is rooted in friendship, you know, this is my best friend. I wouldn't want to hurt my best friend. So what's the best decision that I can make for her and myself? Absolutely. You know? It's like, what am I submitting to? Like, am I submitting to you cheating on me, having a double life? Am I submitting mm. to <laughs> Am I submitting to you dragging me? You know, like, I think this idea of, like, women, you have to go through so much to, like, You have to go through. You are that bread. It's like, yeah, we are we rehabilitation are. centers for men. If yeah, you have to check in, like, Britney Spears, honey, you can't even get your hair washed. And all that kind of stuff, like this idea that you have to just go through the struggle. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, what am I submitting to? Am I submitting to you being on the five o'clock news for stealing? Like, yeah. what am I submitting to? Yeah. So, Ask her how she knows something about that. Easy, like, okay, it's easier to defer to your partner when your partner is doing exactly what they're supposed to, supposed to do. Yeah. Your partner is allowing you to hold them accountable. 
and communicating yeah, like, and all that I'm stuff. I'm going to commit to you and you cheat. I'm going to follow your lead. And, and Hell. Cheat. How? The trust is gone. I don't, yeah. I don't trust you to go down the street. How can I trust you with $20,000? Like, yeah. so it's, the, it's the same concept. Like, what about yeah. submission? Life of chaos? No. Yeah. Submission is for women. I feel like how this has been viewed so negatively, I think, for us is that it's not a badge of honor to just stay in a relationship that does not serve you. This is no. not a race. This is not a race of endurance. Yeah, you know, people have to be mutually benefiting from the decisions that are made in the relationship, whether that is him submitting to you, you submitting to him. I truly think it's based on, like you said, trust leadership and also knowing your strengths and i don't want to say weaknesses because we all have opportunities it's a to grow area of challenge yeah. yeah so i call yeah i call them growth zones you know we yeah. all have them so yeah. i don't think there's anything wrong with that but you know for me taking out the gender role whether it be male or female submission ultimately means i can trust your trust your vision for mm-hmm. us yeah and that we have the same goal towards the future right. and Take ego out of it because that's where people get hung up on. You're right. You know, it's such an ego trip. Well, I said this and you need to do that. First of all, it's 2019 and nigga, you're not going to be talking to me like that. But, you know, we just have to be clear about communication and again, acknowledging what needs and desires. And if you guys have the same goal and the same end game, you know, it's, how can we lay out a path to get there? But I'm going to trust that you're going to do this for us and I'm going to handle this for us. But ego can't be present. It can't. And I think that if you have done all the work that we talked about earlier and taken the right steps, most times in most sound situations, you won't wind up in a situation like that. But if you do, what do you say? My partner, they just don't get it. You know, when it comes to submission or holding them accountable or ownership, they just, they won't own their shit. Mm-hmm. What do you do? You got a you decision to make. You got a decision to Yeah, you got a shit to get off the pot. Like, yeah. because at this stage, I kind of think, like, we 30 plus. People are who they're going to be most times mm-hmm. at this point in our lives. And some of the things that you you're used to doing, like, you're used to operating that way. You know, everybody be like, you know, a man a change for the for the right woman. Bullshit. And I, yeah, and I just kind of feel like a man a change when he make up his goddamn mind and realize that he needs to grow up. It has yeah. nothing to do with the woman. It's you know all what I'm saying? Like, you need to be a whole healthy, happy person before you come to me. Um, yeah. So I just, ooh, yeah, ooh, yeah. Like, I think I just, so. I think that if you're in a situation where you have a partner that just does not get it or does not want to get it because they definitely have to own it. And they won't own their shit. I think that you have a decision to make. Like you guys said, you either stay in the relationship, the relationship, and make peace yeah. with things the way that they are. <laughs> you just stay in it and make peace that this is this is fucked up, but I'm here. I'm going to yeah. deal with it and shut up about it. Or you change the way you see things or change the way you approach them. So maybe trying to see about therapy or trying to talk to your partner to see what you guys can do differently if they are in that space, which they probably aren't, if these are your circumstances. And then the last option, you nine times out of ten, you need to just leave. It's time to go at that point. When you realize that your needs are not being met and you're not being served in this space, it's just time to go. And I know it's easier said than done in a a lot. Yeah, well, yeah, in those (laughs) cases. 
we know we should have moved on. And like you said, I think on a previous episode is that a lot of times women know intuitively I've already checked out of this situation so it's just time for me to let my feet meet you know and go, it's just over. like we find reasons to stay and a lot of number one don't let history we've been together so Ooh. long keep you there because I know that's like on the top three things a lot of reasons why we stay and it's like the same energy that you put into saying that history is why I'm here Think about it on the other side of the spectrum. When you leave, you have time to make more and better and greater history with somebody else if you exit. I'll be honest and transparent in saying that was me. You know, I met my ex when I was 19. And, you know, it was just, I was 19. Mm -hmm. You know, I was 19 and I was gung-ho for this relationship. And boy, did that nigga take me for a ride, baby. (laughs) (laughs) You know, but I will also say that as I became more self-aware, as I grew and maybe he didn't, I was able to see it as a mirror and see like, okay, this is not what I want. Though we have all of these years invested in this relationship, this is not how I want to live my life. So it, it makes you put your big girl panties on and make hard decisions that, you know, you don't want to make, but for the betterment of yourself and your future, you need to make. You have so, to. you know, I think people, we just have to be really honest with ourselves and honest with our partners. And sometimes they, you know, you can have as many conversations at that point. Like you say, talk about going to therapy. You can talk sometimes until you're blue in the face. But if you, notice that, yeah, if you notice that there's no changes, there's no steps towards making, you know, change. The best apology is change behavior. Yeah. When I do not see okay. it. It is time to ride. Yeah, it's time. And to the go. best predictor of future behavior is past behavior. That's why I don't understand like, women. Even me, I'm guilty of this. Staying in a relationship, I know this man cheating on me. I might mm-hmm. can't prove it. I might found a hotel key. I might be touched <laughs> red-handed, maybe one or two times, baby. But I'm just gonna yeah. say, like, stay in compliance for what? Like, yeah. I can just let the, let this Negro cheat in peace. Like, take my breath and say, like, you're not gonna leave. Why you bring it up? Yes. That's it. Stay in a relationship and make peace with how things are. Because yeah, like you so just he's he's a chief to make peace with that if I'm going to be here. Yeah. And, shut and if up I'm not going to be here, it. then to leave. Yeah. yeah. It's real simple. And you're right. We have all set in those situations where we knew that if we talk about accountability, yes, the things that men are supposed to do, but also accountabilities we touched on for ourselves earlier. You have to hold yourself yep. accountable. In previous relationships, we had a lack of setting expectations or a lack of upholding the standards that we required by staying in something for too long, letting them take us on a ride for their life, whether it be cheating, just mistreating us, whatever the case was, to stay too long, that's an issue there. And then standards. Did we ever even go into the relationship with standards? Did we go into the relationship right. just having fun? You know, we just we go. You know, it's a good time. That's it. And, and another time right. fell into something else, and now we here. Yeah, yeah. And then when you have a partner who, by his actions, words, everything, makes it clear they don't want to be there, at some point you have to grow up and say, "Okay," like yeah. person said, "Put your big girl panties on." You have to pull the trigger, and you know. It's going to hurt and we're going to have an upcoming episode on breakups and how to deal with them because I said the situation for a while that like you all talked about mentally I was gone but I didn't pull the trigger for, you know I was my mind was gone and yeah. you know <clears throat> mentally I didn't pull the trigger because I was like I do not feel like going through the grief of a breakup because you know going through a breakup is almost like going through a death 
scientifically and what was so amazing it was such a blessing that once I did pull <laughs> you know once I pulled the trigger I feel like God was sitting there like, I've been waiting on your ass because when I did, I did not go through one moment of grief. It was literally like a huge weight was lifted off my shoulders. Like the angels came down and shined their light on me. And it was like the weight of that nigga left my body. And, you know, I never looked back. And so it's like sometimes, sometimes you think that you are afraid of a, the grief or what you're going to go through or the time or whatever. And I had a lot of stupid reasons why I was staying. I knew I was worth more. But once I did it, I knew yeah. that I, that was the best decision I should have ever, I could have ever made. And I yeah. should have did it earlier, but I'm glad I did it when I did. But that also goes back to that accountability. I was not holding that grown ass boy accountable <laughs> for what I, shit. I, put it this way, I couldn't hold him accountable because I didn't even set up any goddamn standards it's or expectations. Yeah. I was out here living yeah. my worst life thinking I'm living my best life. <laughs> you know, so I'm just out here in the wind, you know, young and dumb, kicking it, yeah. you know, so uh, it's like you just have to, you have to grow up and you have to stop, stop being foolish and stop ignoring the signs. That's a part of it too. You know what's going on, sis. You have to let it go. You have to recognize that accountability and ownership starts at home. It starts with you and that you have to make sound decisions in order to move on from these situations. So now this brings us to the resolution segment and we will be right back with it. Hi, everybody. I really do hope that you love to be single or not to be. But did you know that you can actually get paid just for listening to this podcast? I know it sounds insane, but it's true. We just discovered this free new app called PodCoin, and it literally pays you to listen to podcasts. So here's how it works. You listen to podcasts and you earn PodCoin while you listen. Then you turn that PodCoin in for gift cards at places like Amazon or Starbucks, Or if you're a good person, you could even donate that PodCoin to charity. The more you listen, the more you earn. So here's what you need to do. Download the app right now on iPhone or Android, and I have a special code for you. Simply use our code to be single or not to be, and you'll get 300 PodCoin just for signing up. And if you listen to enough of us on there, you can get a cappuccino at Starbucks or an Amazon gift card on us. So go ahead and go listen to this podcast or virtually any podcast on PodCoin and sign up with the code to be single or not to be. I swear, it'll change the way you listen to podcasts. We are now introducing a new segment to the podcast. This is called Living Single. We want you guys to send in any of your relationship questions, if you need advice, or if you just want to give feedback on the show on a topic that we've discussed. Feel free to DM them on Instagram to Shannon Montana, or you can inbox me on Facebook, Living Single, and we'll definitely be touching on these topics on each episode going forward. So ladies, how do we fix this issue that we have with men with ownership and accountability let's start there I think the number I'm sorry go ahead Danielle go ahead I was gonna say I think the Uh, number one 
I think the number one thing to always think about is, you know, will we both be effective or excuse me, affected positively by this or will we both be affected negatively by this? But if both parties consider and think of their partner and knowing that they will be affected either way it goes, you know, when we're making sound decisions, I think people should take a beat and consider that, you know, I'm going to be affected. You know, my partner is going to be affected. So is it going to be positive? Is it going to be negative? And that should help weigh in on that decision on whether or not this is one, a relationship I should be in Two, this is someone that I'm willing to hold myself accountable to and for. Mm -hmm. And this is a relationship where I see growth and I can own my behavior in. And I think that if the answer to any of that is that I don't want to do those things, then you need Get to out. exit the relationship. Get out. <laughs> yeah. You need to exit. Left. Absolutely. It's, the relationship is done. So, Danielle, what do you think the fix is? I think the fix is being honest about what you need and not feeling bad or guilty for, for demanding it. Because trust me, these Negroes demand things of us. Mm. <laughs> Yeah. So if I need you to take this trash out on Mondays at three o'clock, yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna need you to do that because you're gonna need some some this for me later on in the bedroom. Okay, it's quick for crap. That's for choice, you know. Yeah. So being honest about what you need, but then also like if you're in a in a situation, and this is for being and women where you're like teetering on like, you know, I don't know if I need to go. You know, I, we tried this and we tried that. Just ask yourself. This this question right here, like, get, made me look at myself and be like, I'm too fly for this shit. Yeah. If you ask yourself and be like, you know, if he doesn't get or if she doesn't get any better, and this is what I'm stuck with from what this person has shown me, would I be happy with this person in this situation for the rest of my life? She, I ain't got no nigga on my <laughs> list. No, man. I'm, I'm doing that. Is that. So, that is like, a, that is an eye okay. over. See, I'm saying again, that is an eye-opening question. If this person didn't get any better, you've shown me who you are, if they made no more changes, no more improvements, if they, you know, it, would I be happy with what I have today for the rest of my life? Rest if the answer to that is no, get on out. Get out. Get on Leave. Out. Run like Especially after you, okay, <laughs> like Flojo, bitch. <laughs> Especially if you have done the work to like make it work mm. on your end and this person is still not like trying to make it work like don't stick around to see like what if because there's something greater on the other side it is. you know you could be blocking yourself from your own whatever your next relationship or you might need to do some self work so yeah. you might be blocking yourself from single life. Yeah. Yeah. From enjoying the single life. You gotta start celebrating that more. It's nothing wrong with it. Yeah, because it's a beautiful thing. Trust yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, everybody has sat in that seat before, but that's so true. You have to look at that. Am I willing to deal with this forever? For the rest of my life, yeah. And you can't stay around for the hope of no. or maybe one day they will. Yeah, yeah, potential. No, no potential. What's that? Out. We can do nothing. We do at our yeah. age and going for. We do nothing with potential. I don't care. I don't <laughs> give a fuck what you can potentially do. Yeah, because I could potentially be the president, but yeah. I ain't yeah. nobody's nobody yeah. price. You yeah. know. I also say too when we but talk. Hold on, about hold on. first. Let me say this. I will potentially beat your ass if you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, I'm it's some bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> 
is one of those things where you know how much you can take, but it is not about enduring. It's about thriving. Yeah. And if yeah. Really yeah. Thriving and not surviving. Yes. If that relationship puts you on the defense where you're just another day, I'm just trying not to kill him. I'm just trying not to all of these things. That's not a relationship for you, sis. That's not what you want. Somebody I saw on Instagram a dude said that if you out with your girls and you like, oh, I gotta go home to this nigga. Like, what? Why are you involved in that? Mm. (laughs) That's terrible. Also, say as it relates to accountability and ownership, like knowing what your boundaries are, are going to be important to know when you've had enough. If that person's not showing any signs of, you know, rectifying their behavior, it may be something, you know, like infidelity. It may be something like not properly managing finances, but it may be things like, being a poor communicator or you're watching that person and they're not making wise decisions or yeah. seeking wise counsel. There's a multitude Ooh. of things that can cover. So, you know, a lot of times we think about relationships and they're, you know, holding them accountable and the ownership, like that can vary. So I think it is levels to it, Absolutely. but you do know what you can and cannot take. And yeah. you be able to verbalize those things and internally you know, be honest with yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I think that with the levels, it goes back to, and I might have talked about this on an episode. I have, thanks to Bishop Walker of Mount Zion, Nashville, a point system in place because Bishop said, we as women join these relationships and we start out at a 10. We give the man a full 10 points. And as they do things that are negative, we deduct the points. And by the time we get to zero, we are at the altar crying. So, Ooh! Instead of starting at 10, I thought at zero. So, and I told one of my my best friends right now, uh, you know, when we go as single women, when we start dating guys again, you don't get one point for taking me on a date. You might get a a 0.1 point, but you have to earn these points because if I have done all of my work, I've come to you correctly. I have my point system. So if say if you get to three points and then I find out, you know, you're not about the life that I'm looking for, it's no love lost. You only got your three points because by the time right. you get to 10, 10 means it's very serious, probably engaged or something of that nature. But if you only got to three and I find out that you are a fuck boy, then I'm cool. You know, I didn't really, right. I didn't really invest much in it. So really as women, I advise everybody to start doing that. Stop starting out, men and women, giving these people all of your points, all of your energy, all of your everything up front. Let people show you who they are, and when they show you, believe them. So let these hoes earn these Yeah, points, let them earn the points. <laughs> and don't, don't, I don't give out full points. I don't even give out half a point. You know, you have to show me the time of my life to get okay. me to get Woo! a point. You could fly me to Egypt and let me stand on the pyramid. And oh, you might get yeah, you might get one point. So my points are valuable. My energy is valuable. I know okay. who I am, and I will no longer waste time, energy, on effort on individuals or situations that are not worthy of it. And I think that is the fix. We have to place more value on ourselves, start your yes. own point system, whatever the case may be. But also be clear. Don't be like us at times going into okay. these situations for a good time, not a long time, and 
Don't, you know, don't have a list. Don't have a standard in sight. Don't have a boundary in sight. Don't have yeah. any understanding. But then we mad when we getting treated like a dog. Yeah. It's a free fall out here. It's a wild, yeah, it's wild a free fall, fall. But guess what? I never even, why would he think anything else? I never, yeah, why would you think you could cheat on me? I never yeah, made I'm you feel any it. other kind of way. So I can't even be mad at that. So it's like, and if you have done the work to set standards and boundaries and expectations and the person is not upholding their end of the bargain, then you have to make a different decision. You have to yeah. make peace with it or you have to get out because I promise you, I always say you cannot make a grown person do anything. They do what they want to do. I don't care who you are. We know that as we talked about before. Jay-Z cheated on Beyonce. Halle Berry got cheated on. J-Lo got cheated on. When you, These are bomb-ass women. So you think okay. that the everyday worth half a billion dollars, I your yeah. net worth is $457. So you think that oh. somebody... <laughs> is you you know not saying that monetary value is what upholds a woman but that's just an example that somebody who yeah. can have what we would say is everything could get cheated on so right. you think that you are invincible so i think that when it comes down to it you have to recognize where you stand who you are dealing with and what you are willing to put up with and i hope that the fix for you is that you are not willing to put up any with anything less than what you deserve and desire that was good, Shayna. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's an awesome note at this point for us to, you know, close out the conversation. Because I think that if the sisters and brothers listening to what we just talked about, if you don't get it, just you probably just never stop. You never, you probably just stop listening to be single or not to be. <laughs> you, <laughs> you, in you, may <laughs> you may never get it. So, it's, so I hope that you get it. Um, and we again, as I always do, I want to thank the guests for coming on. Before we, I give my full thank yous. I want to say, Danielle, if you want to let the people know where they can find you on Instagram. Um, you can find me on Instagram as Chloe Fresh. My page is private because I work in the higher <laughs> sector and I don't want students nosing around my business. <laughs> so send your girl a follower request and you may or may not be accepted. So Chloe Fresh with a C all together. You may or may not get through the pearly gates. And may or may not get through the gates, but you might be an I'm going to let you know. And Kirsten, where can the people find you? Where can the people find you? On Instagram, I am at KD Watkins 4158 private as well. But if you look like I might know you, you'll get really gay. <laughs> All right. Well, we definitely want to thank our guest today for coming on to the podcast. Your views are always appreciated. We thank you for being so candid and transparent and helping the single society and relationship society with making the right decision and we will be right back with the Montana Minute. And now this brings us to the Montana Minute. The first thing, accountability. Hold people responsible for what they say they are going to do and you hold up your end of the bargain too. The next thing, ownership. Own your role in the relationship and stand firm in what it is you're asking for. Also, don't forget that you have to meet your partner's needs as well. It's not a one-way street. And lastly, the big S word, submission. Don't get so caught up in the word. Throw away the gender roles if you have to. Just know that relationships are a partnership and you have to create the life that works for you and also create the style of submission that works for you and your partner. And now, as always, I leave you with the question, to be single or not to be, the decision is yours. Signing off, 
Shanna Montana.